Pittsburgh Steeler fans, this is Behind the Steel Curtain Editor Dave Schofield coming at you with another breaking news podcast. Yes, another breaking news podcast. Luckily, you got some reprieve from me that that you had one coming at you, not for me. So this isn't just one, not two, but three. But as a special treat, you got Brian Anthony Davidson there with the second trade the Steelers made. So I figure, hey, rather than, than one person have to do two and the other one just gets one, we've got Brian here with us for this one where we're going to talk about the 53-man roster. How you doing, Brian? I am doing fantastic, Dave. And you know what? I was getting ready to type about a half an hour ago, type a message to you to say, hey, Dave, thanks for all you've done with these podcasts because I was out on the road today and I wasn't able to do anything. And you got the very first podcast because we knew we were going to do a breaking news show today. We knew because of the 53-man roster. We just didn't think the trades were going to be in the mix and not just one, but two. So Omar Khan has done it again. Yeah. I, I know that's the thing that's really caught me off guard. How about the trade being announced right before the 53 man roster comes out? I no joke. Jeff Hartman's driving through a thunderstorm. I had driven through the same thunderstorm earlier, uh, getting my son from school and I'm writing two breaking news articles at the same time. <laughs> It's just that's the way the day goes when it's roster cutdown day. We've had the tracker on the website tracking the cuts. We've had the news of the of the first wave of cuts the Steelers made, but they didn't cut everybody before practice. Some guys came in practice, so we're going to talk about that here in just a moment. And then you know the multiple trades. I didn't know when the trades would go through because I'm like, oh wait, if the Steelers are smart, these trades won't go through until tomorrow at noon, and then you don't have to worry about cutting other guys on the roster, especially if you have some guys to go on IR, which we know one one for sure that's going on the IR um, that everyone has announced. Not everyone, but high up people enough have announced that this is going to happen. So, but then I got to thinking, I'm like, wait, from the team that they acquire them from, they don't want to wait till noon tomorrow. They need to get that person off their roster. Now that's part of the reason they're trading them. So I had to backtrack on that a little bit and say, yeah, that's right. That's how it works. But Brian, are you ready to dive into this roster? We'll talk about the players that are there and then we'll talk about the ones that were released. Does that sound good? Absolutely. You might be telling me some stuff that I don't know. I think I know everything, (laughs) but it's when you're trying to do another job and you just hear a constant (laughs) bing, 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 and like all these names floating. You're like, whoa. I've been bing all day, bing all day. No, no, no joke. That's been, that's been me. All right. So let's, let's go ahead, dive in quarterbacks. This one we knew because they only had three. You know they keep three. It's Mitch Trubisky, Mason Rudolph, and Kenny Pickett. Not in any particular order there. These, are, these aren't in any order, just so people know. They, they might be a little bit, but they're really the way I had them typed in a different article. <laughs> so uh, any thoughts there? No surprise. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah, you know, that's no surprise whatsoever. The only thought was that if Mason Rudolph gets traded, but the last couple of days have told us that he wasn't going to get traded. The yeah. writing was on the wall that that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk him about him more, you know, in the, in the coming days leading up to the Steelers' uh, first matchup because there'll, there'll be plenty of talk about the quarterback position. But looking at the roster, you go to running backs. We're going to throw a fullback in there. There's three, inclu- sorry, three, three running backs and a fullback to make four running backs. Najee Harris, Benny Snell Jr., Jalen Warren, and Derek Watt. 
I'm not surprised to see Jalen Warren on this list. The biggest nope. surprise here has to be someone who was released after practice today, Anthony McFarland Jr. Is that what you think there, Brian? Yeah, I, I did not expect that to happen. I was watching him, especially in the first preseason game, going up against number ones, seeing him in the second preseason game and thinking that this guy just has some pop. I figured that's the direction they were going to be going in. But it seems that what you do on special teams, what else you bring, hey, if you're the uh, if, if your son stinks at T-ball, <laughs> but your mom brings the fruit roll-ups and the orange slices and, uh, you know, he, he might stick around. And that's what's happening here with Benny Snell Jr. <laughs> with Benny Snell Jr., yeah. I mean, honestly, that's the thing. He does bring a lot of value to special teams. And I don't know if you caught this or not. It was reported that at Matt Canada's press conference today, he might have let the cat out of the bag and referred to Jalen Warren as the second running back. So uh, that was interesting. I, I still think Derek Watt did not play in the preseason. I haven't heard anything about him returning to practice, him not practicing. There's like nothing going on talking about Derek Watt. We just haven't seen him. The only thing is he would be someone I could see as a candidate to actually go on IR to start the season because I don't even know what's going on with him. And if that's the case, then I think you see, well, regardless, I think unless he's claimed off waivers, I think Anthony McFarland Jr. is not done with the Pittsburgh Steelers. If he's not brought back on the 53-man roster because of a move like that, I think he's the guy for the practice squad. And if the Steelers thought maybe, you know, who are we going to let go in order to get guys on IR, McFarland's not a bad choice because there's a lot of other running backs, bigger name running backs that were released today, on Tuesday, that I think would be a higher priority for, for teams other than McFarland. Uh, Anybody that's ever played with the Houston Texans got released. <laughs> it seems <laughs> Marlon Mack, yeah. Philip Lindsay, you know, yeah. those guys yeah. have been released. I, you know, I agree with you on this, Dave. Um, you know, I'm just going to throw something in there mm -hmm. because for me, it's not over until it's over for a guy like Trey Edmonds. I'm just going to say that. If Trey yeah. Edmonds walks through the door, <laughs> not shocked. <laughs> well, the fact that he didn't even make it to training camp this year, I I, I, I don't know about that one. I get but, it, but yeah, he's got... I know what you mean. If he's um, a cat, he ha he's the coolest cat of all because he's got 99 lives. Yeah, yeah. So, But uh, to me, I, I don't... Like I say, unless he gets claimed on waivers, I don't think it's the last that we've seen of Jalen Samuels. So let's let's turn to wide receivers. The Steelers have kept seven. Hey, I, I'm, I'm going to jump in real quick. Okay, Anthony, go ahead. Anthony McFarland. Okay, go ahead. You just said Jalen Samuels. Did I? Oh, because you know why? I was reading the word Jalen Warren. Yeah, I, I do that all the time. So I, mean, I, I do that the end Yeah, so I thought it was Anthony McFarland. We haven't seen that. But honestly, who knows? With that's how He's getting the Jalen Samuels treatment. You know, the guy that he's around, as he practices, you know, that. So all of those guys, Matt, thanks for that correction there, Brian. No. Um, let, let's roll to wide receiver. Now uh, the Steelers, like I said, they kept seven last year. They kept five. Now, could it be that one Calvin Austin, the third is going on IR? It's a possibility. We'll get to there, but the seven, they have Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, George Pickens. As I said before, Calvin Austin, the third Gunnar Oshevsky, Miles Boykin and Steven Sims. Love Brian, it. Thoughts. I, I got to tell you, that's Steven Sims was very good, and it would be a, a shame to, you know, like cast him aside. Yes. Olszewski needs to be there because Olszewski 
to me, is your special teams guy. Yeah. Miles Boykin is a better version of Darius Hayward Bay as a yes. special teamer and a receiver to come in, especially doing it up against, you know, firsts. The Calvin Austin the third does I mean selection does not he does not surprise me at all. You cannot you cannot cut him. No, because he's can't. gone in a heartbeat. Yes. And you know, I expect him to go on IR unless there's something going on that I don't know yeah. about. Well, let's let's talk about because he came back to practice and he said he was willing to he was felt that he could play, but didn't know if Coach Tallman felt he was far enough along to play for the last preseason game. To me, I think they did that on purpose. I think Coach Tom's like, you know, hey, rookie, shut up. Because him not playing is justification to put him on IR. If you put him on IR, then he's not going to play the first four weeks. My question is, do you think he would have gotten a helmet the first four weeks anyway? Not right now, no. Because yeah. especially not playing in the preseason. But I, I think what backs up what you're saying is Steven Sims being included. Exactly. If they would have just stuck with six, I would have said, uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's a question mark. Because the one thing that's different between going on the IR versus just being inactive is you can practice the whole time. Going on IR, I think he can only come back. Maybe, I think he can maybe practice after two weeks. Maybe it's three weeks. It's somewhere before that that end of the, the road where they can start the window. I thought they could come back to practice, but just wouldn't be eligible. It might be all four weeks before they can come back to practice. I've got to freshen up on that because it's been almost a year. And usually I can remember things like that, but they change it so much. Um, I, I get my years mixed up. So, um, but, but he's the big question mark with how it's going to go. We should be finding this out tomorrow at noon because that's when players can go on IR um, and still be able to return because it has to be uh, at the end of the waiver period. And that's what they announced the end of the waiver period is. Um, any player has to be claimed off waivers by noon tomorrow, Wednesday. So what else do you want to say about the wide receivers? Are you ready to move on? No, I, I'm pretty I'm pretty psyched about this group because Gunner O or Miles Boykin as a number four, I'm happy with. Yeah. And even happy with one of those guys as a number five. Yeah. And I mean, Calvin Austin coming back and 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 contributing at some point in the season, that's that's just a bonus right now, in, in my opinion. Um, because it, it if he would have had more of a preseason, you wouldn't you would have thought otherwise. He seemed to be very electric. Uh, at training camp leading up to the first game. And I just think it's a shame that he got injured the day before the first game. Um, and so much so that we didn't even know he wasn't going to play until all of a sudden we're like, where's Calvin Austin the third? So uh, we'll, we'll see how that all plays out. Well, that's going to be news coming forward. Tight ends, man, we knew what this was going to be pretty much, that it was Pat Frere, Moose, Zach Gentry, and Connor Hayward. Any questions? No, I expect to see uh, another guy that, will be in and out that revolving door is a guy like Raider. Yeah. I won't be surprised to see him again someday. So, I mean, I, that number 87 is going to yeah. stick with him. Yeah. Prime, prime practice squad guy there. Um, let's move to the O-line. This is where it got tricky because you, you have, you know, your projected stars or whatnot. You have Chooks for James Daniels, Mason Cole, Kevin Dotson, Dan Moore Jr., John LeGlue was released earlier in the day, so he was not one of those eight. It's J.C. Hassenauer, Kendrick Green, and Jesse Davis. Man, I mean, I, I was 
seeing the reports of Joe Haig back from his concussion practice today. He was saying how he should be fine to be back by September 11th. After he talks to the media after practice, I guess he has to get called into the office. Man, how, how quickly those things turn. But the Steelers traded for Jesse Davis. You already did a whole podcast on this, so I don't know if there's anything else you need to say about that. Not really, but what I'll say about the the entire offensive line here, the one that everybody's going to want to talk about is Kendrick Green. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure he's the guy that everybody has their eyes on. My question to you, Dave, is this, uh, does he have merit for this team or is this just a, a saving face? Keep. I mean, the guy was a third round draft pick. Oh, well, the guy started 16 of 17 games at center last season. All right. Do you really move that quickly away from a starter in their second year? You may be the Las Vegas Raiders do, if you know what I mean, as they released their number one pick from last year in Alex Leatherwood, right? Did I get that right? Leatherwood? Yes. Absolutely. Making sure I got the name right. Because like I say, I know these guys in the draft process, but once they're not Steelers, who cares? Um, (laughs) But I, I just don't think that the Steelers are ready to surrender that much that they say, hey, there's still time to develop. We'll keep him around enough to develop. If he gets dinged up, he's going on IR, you know, as a reserve guy. Uh, just just one of those things. Um, anything else about the offensive line? Are you ready to roll into the defense? Let's do it. Okay, well, I, I will say one thing. It was nice to see James Daniels bounce back and have a good game in the third preseason game. Um, there's still just – there's a lot for this group to do in the offensive line individually and collectively, as Mike Tomlin likes to say, um, they do have to get better individually, but man, they've got to mesh together as a unit. Defensive you know line. Let, okay. let me say that since you add, added something in on that. Yeah. I still don't really have a problem with Mason Cole whatsoever. Uh-huh. I, I've, uh, and with Daniels playing better, you know, there's, there's a lot of hope there. Yeah. There is. And people, oh, Dan Moore Jr. was so bad. He played well the first preseason game. And, of course, everyone's always down on Chooks. And um, as we'll see in my PFF scores from the last game that will be out on Wednesday at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, he was he was he he scored out very well again, Chooks and Korafor did. So he's not a guy that's flashy. He's just a guy that's all right, you know? And right – and. The way the lines work and now all right puts you towards the top of the group. So, but we don't want to see there. And and I mean, there's not a, hope is not lost for this offensive line. It's really not. It's just when, how soon are you going to be able to get it together and be consistent? So, yeah, we could be, we could beat this dead horse all night. Let's get to the rest Absolutely. of the roster. Okay. Defensive line where they kept seven last year. It's funny. They kept eight initially. One went on IR, another got released when they traded for a Keller Witherspoon, and they were back down to six. Six is what they normally roll into in week one. They kept seven in Cam Hayward, Tyson Alualu, Larry Ogunjobi, Chris Wormley, Isaiah Loudermilk, DeMarvin Leal, and Montravius Adams. I will say this, Brian. I thought for sure Adams was going to IR. I was, I was positive that was the case. And then he practiced today. So I don't know. <laughs> Do you think I mean, they just go with all seven? I proclaimed this yesterday that he could even be cut uh-huh. because we haven't seen that much of him and he, he's been hurt. So I didn't mm-hmm. expect Montrevious to be around. I even threw in the fact that don't be surprised if they make a bold cut on the defensive line, especially with 
what you what we seem to like for the Steelers in DeMarvin Leal, I thought it could be Chris Wormley. Yeah, that was uh, – I know that was discussed. You guys convinced Jeff because he needed to make another cut on his 53-man prediction, so he listened to you all. I didn't think they would cut Wormley. I thought of anything he could be someone that they trade, but if somebody was dinged up, I thought it made sense to hold on to everyone. But now maybe Adams isn't dinged up. We'll have to see tomorrow how it all how it all plays out when it comes to uh, the Steelers announcing um, their moves for the IR. Anything else about defensive line? It has nothing to do with my last name. I hated to see the Davises go, Khalil especially. Yeah, I thought I thought Khalil was had a lot more pop than Carlos. I I really like both of them. I hope to see them around again. Does it is it hard to keep one and not the other in the practice squad? <laughs> Because <laughs> they drafted Carlos, but I think Khalil played better in the preseason. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's like the hot girl picking one of the twins over the other, and the other yeah. one being sad at home on prom night. Yeah, and um, who knows? Either player could be claimed off waivers. We still don't know this, but I mean, we're assuming if players make it through waivers, uh, I, I think the first candidate for the practice squad is Henry Mondo. But that's just me. Um, yeah. All right. So we go with that. Yeah. Outside linebacker. I actually, in my prediction, I said they're only going to keep three and then they're going to add another one after they put guys on IR. I was close, but they didn't wait for IR. They pulled the the trigger on the trade today. They kept TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith, and Derek Tuska. And then they traded for Malik Reed from the Denver Broncos, who he was basically the third guy in Denver. And because I had to talk about him on the previous podcast, so I don't want to go into it too much, but he got a lot of starts because of that. And even had, had a strip sack against Ben Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh last year that set the Broncos up for their first field goal of the game and kind of kept them in it early on in the first quarter. So playing well against Pittsburgh can sometimes get you in Pittsburgh. So um, anything you want to say about those four guys? Yeah, uh, let me say this real quick. One, I thought Hamaka was going to be there. I thought he was the guy. I thought they were excited about him a little bit more, but I guess what they saw against Detroit on Sunday it kind of uh, put, yeah, put them in a different <laughs> it direction. Good. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I was still a little bit, I, I still thought he made the team yesterday. That's was my big proclamation. Shows how really good I am at talent <laughs> evaluation. You know, and I am not a pet myself on the back type of guy when a prediction comes true but one prediction that i said i'm like you know the steelers are going to probably trade for a guy but you're not going to know his name that well you're not going to i mean it's not going to be a name that you know it's going to be a name that surprises you it's going to be a guy like akella witherspoon who a lot of people didn't know last Mm -hmm. year it could be a guy like even when it wasn't a trade but when they brought ryan clark in and a lot of people weren't familiar with them. You, but they Ross out these guys. Ross when Cockrell, they picked yes. when they picked him up from Buffalo. Yeah, you, you didn't know what you didn't know about him because it wasn't wasn't the big flashy name. But then you find out something more. To me, this trade was because I don't know if they liked what they saw in in, in Hamilcar. Uh, the other thing is, I thought they could maybe go waiver wire here, but the fact that they did the trade and. All they did was swap their sixth for a seventh. Now, now now think about this. It it depends on where these two teams draft. These picks could be separated mainly by um, what are the compensatory picks, depending if one's at the top or one's at the bottom. If the teams are opposite who's at the top and who's at the bottom, it's it could they could be 40 some picks apart. 
So wait, or even they could be 60 some picks apart. That's what I meant to say. So um, you just don't know how these are going to work out, but uh, they didn't even lose a pick. They just changed where it was. So. You know, you have changed my thinking about seventh rounders anyway. <laughs> and even in the past couple of years, the sixth rounders have, I mean, just yeah. the fact that Quincy Roche was gone so fast, you know, I mean, it really made me think that, you know, anything past the fifth, yeah. it's, uh, you know, you're kind of just playing with, uh, you're just playing the odds. You're just yeah. As rookies, I say that the guys that are taken in the first four rounds are locks to make the rocker. Lock locker roster locks to make the roster. There, I got it out. So, when it comes to fifth round, that's where it's sketchy. Where it should they should make it, but they not necessarily. You gotta you gotta earn it. Sixth and seventh, I'm like they gotta prove they need to be there based on on just the mentality going in. So outside linebacker, I I think guys like Delonte Scott and even Hamilton could end up uh, on the practice squad. Um, or maybe the Steelers could even look to, to bolster that through the practice squad. Someone, if they clear waivers, say, hey, come join our practice squad. We can make, you know, we're, we're looking to add another one to the roster as everything gets short up more. So um, that's an opportunity for someone as, a, as an edge rusher. If you're like, hey, if Pittsburgh wants to be on the practice squad, I'll go there. I think I can get to the roster. And then yeah. when you get to the roster, then you can get to, get to some playing time because you know you've got to rotate guys there. Inside linebacker, they kept – they kept four. I thought they might have kept five. And then they did cut Marcus Allen in the last round of cuts. I thought maybe he was sticking around to go on IR, but they cut him. Um, I. It's also been reported by Jerry Dulock that he's going to be the guy that comes back with the signing or with the when um, someone who we'll talk about soon goes on IR. We'll see if that happens because instead they have Miles Jack, Devin Bush, Roberts Blaine, and Mark Robinson. Brian. What do you think of those inside linebackers? You know what? I This is pretty much what I expected. I, like you, I thought Marcus Allen would be there as well, but he was that question mark. He's that veteran question mark that you kind of ask yourselves, all right, you know, how much longer are we going to let, uh, how we're going to experiment with this guy, kind of like what they did with UG3. Now, granted, there was there were injuries in both situations. I understand that, but they kind of know who they are with Miles Jack being the uh the hot guy in the room. And <laughs> then then you're just seeing how creative Terrell Austin and Brian Flores can be. Yeah. Um, we'll see how they work this all out. I, I won't be shocked if they are making moves, whether it be a Marcus Allen or even somebody else through a waiver, if that's a position that, that could be changed up. Um, anything else or can we go to corner? Let's get it on. All right. Corner. Here we go. Five. These were the five I had predicted for the longest time. And then I switched to my last prediction just to make a change because I thought Chris Steele was looking pretty good. I think Chris Steele is a prime candidate for the practice squad because he did not make the team as a cornerback. Instead, it was Cam Sutton, Levi Wallace, Akella Witherspoon, Arthur Mallette, James Pierre. Brian, what do you think of the corners? I was actually wondering about James Pierre. Yeah, that's the one that I bumped out and put Chris Steele. I just wasn't sure. I know he's a great gunner on special teams, things of that nature. I just I wasn't sure what the Steelers were thinking. But you know what? You know, I, I heard different conversations about, you know, why draft the running back really high just for the fact that you could make those. I think you can make special teamers. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I really do. But they they uh 
he was a starter at times last year. Now he's your number five guy. He's, I mean, you still have the experience of just bringing him in for, there's really not nobody behind him that you want. You mentioned Steele. You know, Steele is a good candidate for that, for the practice squad. And, you know, a guy like Pierre is better off if you're better off with Pierre if you have to throw somebody in because of the injury bug. Yeah. Now, here's the interesting thing. This was stuff, you know, me staying up on Steelers Twitter from the beat reporters and everything, that the one cut that happened after practice was Justin Lane, former third-round draft pick, that he was he was not cut with the first round of cuts, but he was cut after practice today. That's interesting. They, they said they saw him. They figured that was coming when they saw him carrying a garbage bag out of the locker room. <laughs> I don't know if it was after practice or what. It was when the media was in the locker room after practice. I don't know if he practiced or or what worked. So my thing about Justin Lane is this. If he clears waivers, does he even want to sign with the Steelers practice squad or is he going to look to go somewhere else? You know, Dave... First of all, the garbage bag thing, that's the equivalent of the walk of shame. I yeah. feel so bad when I, I really feel bad when I hear that because these are human beings that just yes. lost their job. Uh, so gosh, that that's rough. Yes. But you know what? I, why wouldn't you, if I'm a guy in that situation, I'm not like thinking that, oh, the Steelers screwed me. I'm thinking, well, if there's a chance to come back, I'm going to come back because I, I'm known here, and if they're extending the invitation, saying, hey, we've got room for you here, that means that they don't think you are belong in that bag you're carrying. Well, to me, the thing with Justin Lane, Jeffrey Benedict talked about this extensively throughout stuff. When the Steelers brought in Terrell Austin and, then, and added Minka Fitzpatrick, what happened was the defense they were trying to transition to was no longer the defense they were doing. James Pierre comes onto the scene as an undrafted free agent. That was the next year, because um, that was 2020 when there was no preseason games. And all of a sudden, Justin Lane is a guy that his strengths are not what the Steelers are trying to do on defense anymore. That's why I asked. To me, is he a Ziggy Hood? Is he a guy that felt like he wasn't really a fit for what you were trying to do, even though you drafted him? I don't know if he has the skills really to translate this, what other people are doing. I just say from a mentality, he just want to start over somewhere else. I mean, very well could be. And you have a different mentality if you're that athlete. Yeah. Because you need to have the confidence to, uh, to know that, man, here you are, that you're still, you're in the NFL. And when everybody's writing about you and talking about you and typing about you and saying that you're garbage, we saw on a podcast the other day, somebody said, when is so-and-so going to just, uh, you know, figure it out and bow out because he's not that good. And that was mm -hmm. about Kendra Crean. And, and my thing is like, no, they don't have that mentality. They have that mentality that they're good enough to be here and they're going to be discovered somewhere. So I, I see what you mean. I'm the kind of guy that I still try to st stick around. But man, when you throw in the equation that you might not be a fit, you might find a puzzle that fits your shape. Yeah. So I that that's just a question that I just thought we can get more into that with when it comes down to the practice squad. It to me, 
how how happy is Justin Lane with the Steelers as a third round draft pick who never really got a got a chance to to play significant defensive snaps during the regular season? It's just it's just one of those things. Let's go to safety. The Steelers kept five. A lot of people thought they might keep six based on one of the things we'll talk about here. The five they kept were Minka Fitzpatrick, Terrell Edmonds. Um, I said Terrell. Is it Terrell or Terrell? I don't know. I call him Terrell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because is because of his dad's never. It, it's Terrell Austin. Yeah, Terrell Edmonds. Edmonds yes, Farrell Edmonds though. Yep. So yeah. So moving on, Demonte KZ. We'll come back to him real quick. Miles Killebrew, Trey Norwood. The question was: Were the Steelers going to keep a sixth safety? Because it's widely reported that Demonte KZ was going on IR. He didn't go on IR because they're waiting, which means he has a chance to return. He's got a broken arm, a wrist, or. So, something there. Um, some people thought that they might keep Elijah Riley. To I me, I'm not, I, I mean, he had a nice game, but I just wasn't sure that they were going to do that. So it looks like once KZ goes on the IR, they're going to have four safeties. How do you feel about this, Brian? You know, I'm okay with that because you're going to put somebody on the practice squad. There's going to be a mm -hmm. guy with an S designation on the PS and it very likely could be Isaiah, you know? Mm -hmm. So with that being said, Isaiah, I'm sorry, Elijah. Oh, Elijah, okay. Isaiah. Okay. Yeah. I, I thought I I'm, missed I'm somebody. They don't worry. I said Jalen Samuels. <laughs> you, you, you know what got me? Isn't there a play, uh, the second tight end for the Ravens? Isaiah likely. Yeah, there's there's somebody like that. And I just said very likely, and then uh, Isaiah popped in my head. Yeah, hey, Isaiah, and, Elijah, you just you can't figure out your 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 biblical old testament prophets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm getting struck down somewhere. Um, but you know, I I really think that uh, you're going to see another guy here, just like the Calvin Austin the third thing. You know, guys are going to be designated where they have to be but you've got to do it to the letter of the law here and that's the same thing with kz so i i kind of expect to uh see a guy like let me try this again elijah riley back there you go there you go you got it all right we better roll into the specialist man we this is great conversation um longest breaking news podcast ever i think it behind the steel curtain <laughs> so here we go specialist this this was settled weeks ago they only had these three chris boswell presley harvey the third christian kunz you good yeah yeah i'm good yeah so to, to sum everything up, so the breakdown did come 25 offense, 25 defense, three specialists. I thought maybe it could be off a little bit, uh, you know, the 26-24, but that's what they rolled with. There's with when the with the trades and everything coming, this is the Steelers' 53-man roster today. This 53-man roster is going to be different tomorrow. And not only that, I think it's going to change even more before September 11th when they kick off against the Cincinnati Bengals on the road. It's just how it works. Something is going to be changing here. So, Brian, what what do you think could be maybe maybe the most likely change? You know, other than the than the whole like we're pretty sure Demonte Casey's going on IR unless some some huge amount of healing happening over the last couple of days. But uh, anything else that you kind of expect maybe from a position or, or something of that nature? There's one part of me that wonders, and I'm not saying that I'm supporting this, that I'm hoping this happens, 
but some high profile running backs just popped up. Mm-hmm. And when you think about the Liz Frank situation with a guy like Najee, Hiss, you just wonder, Hey, do they call a guy like Marlon Mack, kick the tires on him? That's, that's the kind of thing that I think about there, because as much as you like Jalen Warren, if you bring a guy like that in, that's uh he's expendable if they want to bring somebody in on the offensive line. I kind of, I don't even know if they're set there either, Mm -hmm. but you know, they did make that trade today. A guy like Kendrick green and Hassenauer for that matter, they're probably expendable. And if something pops up that they want to go ahead and do, they'll do it. I do not expect it to be Alex Leatherwood. Um, Wood and leather aren't as good as steel. And I just don't think that he, he would be brought in. So with that, I want to quote with the last thing I'm going to say, I want to quote Jeffrey Benedict from our Slack channel that said the Steelers didn't get better today, but they got deeper. Yeah. And I think that's really what people wanted to see. Well, honestly, the Steelers aren't going to get better today. Here's why. I don't care if they get better on paper. All everything today is on paper. What they need to do is be better on the football field. These are just now the players that are going to be out there on the field for this to happen. When it when it comes to the Steelers trade and stuff, and and you even said about the about the running back, this was something I had in mind. I was going to say before you even said that, but just to remind Steelers Nation as we kind of you know give some closing thoughts, I, I, I might even give a nice bad analogy here. Beware of the big name. Beware of the big name. Okay, you don't need to sign. Stairway to heaven, okay? Because this is the example. Stairway to heaven's on the radio. I'm riding with my daughter. She's she's flipping the channels. I said, I'll go back to Stairway to Heaven. And she goes back and she's listening. I'm like, this is one of the greatest songs of all time. And she's listening. She's like, what's the big deal? Now, some of you might get all offended that my daughter would say that about that. But sometimes it, it, that's how things are. Beware, beware the no names. You, you know what you, know what you want instead? You're going to love this one, okay? Give me the islands in the street. Okay, it's a song that you think of. You're like, eh, what do you mean? That's Don's in the stream. That song sucks or whatever. You know, or that's not very good. If you hear that song on the radio and you haven't heard for a while, you can appreciate how great that song is. It actually is a really good, well done, musically done song. So I heard it today, and that's what made this analogy. And I knew Brian would love that. You know, um, you know, number one song on three different charts uh, in in the in the fall slash winter of 1983. I, I, that's right up your alley. Oh, good man. So, yeah, you're welcome. Okay, so to me, if if there's some, if you haven't heard of them, if it's the guys that the Steelers just added, if it's the Reed, if it's the Davis, I mean, that's even last names that you hear from all over that you're like, okay, what, what read, what, what Davis, you know, Mr. Davis, um, that, that you don't think of it. People didn't know who Akilah Witherspoon was last year and they thought he was terrible for half the season. And then it ended and that, and he was the guy that the Steelers couldn't let go. You've got to sign him back. So, so remember, there's a lot of things that can happen with this roster. Don't necessarily think that the Steelers need to chase the name. I don't want them to chase the name. I want them to chase the guy that they like. Give me the chase Kenny Rogers. There you go. <laughs> yeah. You know what? And also don't spend big money and go bankrupt for beanie babies three years after the craze, thinking that you're going to keep them and you're going to be rich because you're going to be able to get them now. And they still have the tags. Yeah. <laughs> hey. the tags. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you, don't, don't be late to the party. Don't, 
don't be enamored by the big name. The Steelers, I I really like what their front office is doing. I trust them to get players that they think will work. It might take time for them to work, but though so far you kind of like it, and you got to make sure that these things are really going to work out. So, anything else you want to want to throw out there to close up with us, Brian? Hail Omar Khan. Hail Omar Khan. Yeah, that that was some pretty good stuff. So make sure you're checking out. All the podcasts here at Behind the Steel Curtain Network. We've got, and obviously you know the audio-only stuff because you're listening to it right now. Don't forget we have the live shows coming up. We've got a Scobro show tonight at 9 p.m. We have a very special Know Your Enemy, uh, which isn't as much about knowing your enemy as it is um, um, some other things going on with the Steelers on Wednesday. And, of course, we'll be previewing the Pittsburgh Steelers season since we don't have a specific game um, on Thursday night, you and I, along with Jeff Hartman. and. Definitely don't make sure you don't miss all the all the audio podcasts. So to to finish these up with the breaking news podcast, I have to finish them the same way. So I'm going to let Brian finish it out. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> no, here we go. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's okay. We're going to roll it. Then I'll finish it out. Go Steelers. <laughs> <laughs>